1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Happy Monday. So I put out an episode on Friday as a bonus episode. If you haven't heard it yet, you definitely should go listen. I had Jerry O'Connell as my guest, and uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I talk all about Britney Spears' memoir and what's been put out there in the media so far before It comes out on Tuesday, tomorrow, October 24th. So there has been all kinds of revelations here. I mean, obviously... If you uh, live under a rock, then you won't know that Britney came out and said she aborted Justin Timberlake's baby pretty much against her will. I mean, of course, it was her decision in the end, but I guess he heavily swayed her to uh, not go through with having the baby because he wasn't ready to be a father yet. I was reading Britney's interview in People magazine the other day, and I'll link that out in the episode notes as well. But she, you know, she talks a lot about her life growing up, and it's so interesting. I mean, She talks about going to Biloxi with her mother on the weekends in eighth grade and getting drunk together, which I thought was super duper interesting. And she also shares that she was up for the role in The Notebook. So I guess the the title role was between her and Rachel McAdams, and obviously Rachel McAdams ended up getting the role. But I mean, these are just a couple of things that I didn't really touch upon on the last episode, but I am just so excited to read her memoir. The Woman and Me, which again comes out tomorrow, which is Tuesday, October 24th. Now, speaking of memoirs, my guest today... Ed Begley Jr. he's an actor. He is gosh, he is so incredible. He's been in every single television show and movie I think you could ever imagine and he actually has a memoir that's out right now and that's called To the Temple of Tranquility and Step on It. So, I love talking to him. I mean, his dad is Ed Begley and if you didn't know Ed Begley, he won an Oscar. I believe in 1962. Yes, 1962 for Best Supporting Actor in the Film, Sweet Bird of Youth. So after I spoke to Ed Begley Jr. last week, he dropped some crazy, crazy knowledge about his memoir. And I had to put out this TikTok about something he told me. And if you don't have TikTok, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But he ends up telling me that he randomly smoked a joint with Charles Manson just by chance. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, you're really slumming it here. I mean, your dad had already won an Oscar at this point. And, yeah, so this was in the 70s, and it was obviously before Charles Manson committed these heinous crimes. But I guess Ed Begley just ran into him one day, and they went up to Spawn Ranch, and they smoked joints. So, yeah, that is pretty crazy. But a few of Ed Begley Jr.'s credits, in case you can't think of him or what you saw him in, he had roles in Scrubs, Boston Legal... Star Trek Voyager. He was in uh, the Breaking Bad series and Better Call Saul. That's probably what I knew him best as. But overall, just a great guy. Seems like he has a great relationship with his family. And he's definitely an environmentalist. And we talk all about that. So
0: without further ado, here is my interview with Ed Begley Jr. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription.
1: Hello, Ed. Hey, Lauren. How's it Lauren, going, thanks friend? thanks
2: so for having me on. Aww. I'm having a good morning here. How about you?
1: I am good. I was just, I was saying to Art, I'm getting over a cold. And, mm. you know, as you know, w- when you get a lot of listeners and followers, you get a lot of criticism. So I get a lot of uh, vocal fry um, comments. So I'm like, great. With my cold, I'm going to get more vocal fry comments, you know?
2: <laughs> no, you sound great to me.
1: Oh, you are so sweet. And I got to ask you, does your daughter run your cute Instagram page? It is so cute and fun.
2: Yeah, that's definitely my daughter Hayden. I can't, I've tried my hand at Instagram. Uh, I'm not very effective, but she's very good at it and is making me look good. God bless her.
1: I mean, you guys, you make a great team. I saw the the cute video where she's like, dad, what happened to your face? And you're like, well, everybody wanted my book and my book tour. I was like, this is so cute. I love it. She's a good one. I got to
2: three great kids and she's one of them
1: oh well you know you um i gotta say you remind me of human sunshine and i'm really not just saying that and i really i think everybody should be aware that ed begley jr is human
2: sunshine okay what a great thing to say that's the best thing i've heard all morning and probably will hear the rest of this year that's fantastic Oh, Thank I mean you, it. my god
1: I mean it. And so tell me, how how is your book tour going? And, and, you know, tell tell all of my listeners about your memoir.
2: It's going very well because it was a process of pure love for my daughter. My daughter, we spoke about a minute ago doing my social media. She came to me a few years ago saying, I've got my phone in hand here. I want to start to record with your life, you know, growing up, you know, before they had the movable types and talkies and things like that dad Mm -hmm. so she started to record (laughs) these things and it it just get more of them down when she wasn't available she did that for a few sessions and i then started to to accompany her efforts write things on my computer and that's when it happened lauren that came like a ouija board that actually (laughs) worked you know it started taking go up in the attic and look there and no it's down in the basement look there the attic and basement of my mind i'm talking about and you open one box for a while, and it turns out they're like nesting boxes with another one inside and another and another. And so I started to write these things down. And without knowing it, I had like 45 pages of an act to a few friends. And then the miracle happened, Lauren. They started to laugh at all the right places. So being, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, based on that, I kept going, writing more chapters. It took me about 3% of it, then another few months to finish it all.
1: Sorry, you cut out. you said, "How long did it take you to
2: finish it it took me It took me uh three months to write about eighty percent of it. Wow it took me a few more months, another four or five months to re- to write and finish the remaining twenty percent
1: Yeah, so you just word vomited all over the page and it wouldn 't stop and it wouldn 't stop and it just it seemed to resonate with people, which is incredible. you know ed you you have lived a life you essentially have been in Hollywood you know, since you were born because of your father. So I can only imagine the stories you have.
2: That's the thing. You know, I realized at some point in my life, some point being about age 30, how lucky I was, Lauren. Mm. to be born Ed Begley's son. I won the lottery and I didn't even buy a ticket <laughs> for Ed Begley's son. And that's not going to guarantee me work, but it's going to get the all-important foot in the door, mm. most importantly, because it's a job interview is required to get an acting role the same way it is to get a job at a... You go in the job interview, A, they remember your, your name, mm. and B, they have something nice to talk about. I knew your dad. We worked together in Philco Playhouse. Top of page, Eddie. Good luck, pal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: rooting for you. How great is that? So I'm definitely a, a lucky man, but I'm convinced, Lauren, if my dad had been a plumber, I'd be fitting pipe now. I just yeah. wanted to do what he did.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, I think it's so great that you, you're, you acknowledge that you're cool about it. You acknowledge it. You're like, yeah, no, it helped me get my foot in the door. It didn't help you land roles, but it's certainly, you know, the conversation itself and, and, you know, something, this is just a side note, but something I've always admired about you because obviously I'm an entertainment junkie. Um, You know, I always love to call out celebrities on their hypocrisy, right? Oh, save the environment. And, but let me fly my private jet to a restaurant in Paris. Well, Ed, what people may not might not realize about you is that you and your daughter every year take either public transit or a bicycle to the Oscars, which is, like, amazing.
2: Yeah, and she's great about it. As I try to be myself. She takes it, you know, as a main form of transportation. Mm, and I'm okay. the same, same with my daughter, Amanda, my son, Nicholas. You know, they're very serious about, you know, environmental protection and environmental awareness. And so... They're leading lives every bit, probably greener, given their carbon footprint. And -hmm. that's what I tried to do. I tried to try this stuff and see what works. And it works out very well. My my daughter, Hayden, now got a job at L.A. Metro, the Los Angeles, with all the buses and subways being under their jurisdiction. So she's working in transit now, and I couldn't be prouder of her. That's
1: great, and she's a good sport about, like, getting her hair done and having her makeup done and then just, you know, sweating on the subway to get to, like, the biggest award show there is, right?
2: Yep, that's what it comes down to. How you're going to get from point A to point B, and when you look good for your job, that awaits you. <laughs> that awaits yeah. She's able to pull it off. She's uh, miraculous.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can totally tell. And, I mean, I also feel like your book tour right now has come at a time where, you know, you have this time amid this strike. I know a lot of actors. I spoke to Victor Garber last week on a red carpet, and it wasn't for a movie he was in. He was seeing a documentary. And I said, you know, how are you feeling? And he said, Lauren, I am terrified. I cannot believe it's taking so long. So I'm curious as to how you're feeling, Ed.
2: You know, I've, I hope we solve it and soon, but I am, as you suggest, very focused to rely on during mm. this difficult, difficult time. But keep in mind that it's not just the actors, the people being affected are the grips and the electricians and the makeup artists and the hair people.
0: Of course.
2: And not just those people I just mentioned, even in the business, the people who run the dry cleaners and the 7-Eleven and the restaurants. You know, the economy has been affected because people don't have as much money because they haven't worked since March. Right. Not worked as an actor since March. But I'm I'm one of the blessed and lucky ones to have this uh, book to promote and, uh, you know, hopefully... Irrespective of my good fortune, I hope we solve it. We're deeply, deeply affected because uh, they need some relief and soon.
1: Yeah, that was really well said. That was very selfless of you. And um, it's it's funny. I think I I forget where I read this. It was a Wall Street Journal or something, but it was like entertainment journalists, you know, almost like myself. They're like, oh. I'm sick of interviewing directors. I'm like, wham wham. I'm like, people have it a lot worse right now. Are you kidding? At least you're getting interviews, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. solve it and I know we will. I really believe that a solution is at hand. We just gotta get to it and uh, I'm I'm pulling for the negotiators to see the wisdom of of I know they all do. I think I think uh, people wanna put an end to this. So hopefully that'll happen the next week or so.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I I oof, I feel like it's going to be maybe a month over a week. But Ed, before I have to let you go, are you able to just share a really spart a uh, spart a special part of your of your book that we can you know look forward to when we buy it? A special chapter, a special uh, dedication, anything?
2: Well, I write about some things you probably didn't know ever happened to me. I smoked a joint with Charles Manson. <gasps> I used to charge my car house. And that wall, i that all remember that it was a sound. And Cato Kalin sh- showed me where to plug in. Wow. I, uh, I carried uh, my dear friend Cesar Chavez through the streets of Delano.
1: Wow.
2: Carrying his coffin through the streets of Delano when he passed. So there's a lot of show business stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that has very little to do with show business and kind of amazing stories. I'm like the character Zell that winds up at all these you know evenings and days of great importance, and nobody's sure how he got there. Beast of all, me.
1: Yeah, wait, that I'm was, sorry. You cut out the, the character. The character who?
2: The character Zelig. Z E L I G. There's a movie called Zelig. And uh,
1: okay. the character
2: Zelig is that, you know, all the different, like Yalta talks and things like that. And who is that guy? Why is he in all the pictures? What is he doing here? Well, that's me. I'm either Zelig or I'm Forrest Gump or I'm Chauncey <laughs> Gardner. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely uh, lucky to be there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Really quick. I cannot believe you smoked a joint with Charles Manson. You had no idea he was a psychotic serial killer. None, None. right? This,
2: yeah. This was a year before he hadn't done the horrible things he did and family members to do. But we just went up to this house in you know the Simi Hills on the way to Simi Valley up in the Chatsworth area there, and met this family of people that we had never met before. It was and then a year later, they were all in the newspaper and went, wait a minute, those are the people we spoke to joint with at that place called the Spawn Ranch. We knew we had gone to Spawn Ranch, but we hadn't really put it together who the people were that very casually met with. We just walked in and hung with them. And then suddenly they're in the paper a year later for doing the worst of all possible things. I just
1: got chills. I just got chills, Ed. Holy crap. I am running, not walking to get this book. Okay. Thank you so much for joining the Lauren interview show. I really appreciate it.
2: Likewise, Lauren. It's great to talk.
1: (laughs) Have a great one, Ed. Okay. What a guy. He really is human sunshine. I swear. I just, talking to him was just like talking to an old friend. I know I do say that from time to time, but every time I say that about an actor or somebody that I interview, I truly mean it. I mean, I definitely, I'm not throwing shade, but I definitely didn't say that about Jerry O'Connell because I found that a little bit tough, um, just being completely honest. And um, yeah, I love him, but it just, it wasn't like talking to an old friend. And Ed Begley Jr., it was definitely like talking to an old friend. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I also, also have a link in the episode notes where you can buy Ed's memoir if you want to do that as well. And I will be back next week with another episode.